Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for February the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Quickly, a recap of yesterday's show. We had Dr. Scott Bradley with us for both hours. We also had a guest on the first hour, Suzanne Mann, Programs Director of Latter-day Saints for Life. That's a pro-life coalition that got created at the uh, in November 2022. latter a great organization. You ought to become part of it, even if you're not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, to help them stand for the sacred cause of life. By the way, the only purpose for government, really. They have an incredible mission statement on their website. Check it out. They have memberships, T-shirts, a doctrinal library. We talked about going forward, how the organization looks and what they want to focus on. Great stuff. Suzanne Mann doing a phenomenal job. Thank you for joining us. Second hour, I asked the question, is the United States in an undeclared hot war with the communist nation of China? Yeah, spying, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is surveillance without due authorization. That's what China is guilty of with the balloons all across the United States. Key electronics have now been recovered from the China's China's surveillance balloon that got shot down. It was likely a sophisticated high altitude. What do you want to call it? Military balloon? Yeah, that it was conducting surveillance over sensitive U.S. military sites, the nuclear base in Montana. The U.S. Strategic Command, STRATCOM is what they call it, right? And a base that hosts nuclear bomb capabilities in Missouri. According to a statement from a senior State Department official, the balloon was furnished with high-tech equipment, multiple antennas and other equipment that was clearly for intelligence surveillance and was likely capable of connecting the details of what it saw on the ground, plotting it with geolocation data as well. China's ruling Communist Party has been developing balloons for various military purposes in recent years. And government officials say they are confident that it's tied to the Communist Chinese Party military. China, of course, claims, hey, number one, it was a weather balloon. They lied. Now China claims that the United States has had high-altitude weather balloons or high-altitude balloons flying in their airspace without its permission. Of course, the U.S. says that's false. Sadly, I believe the communists. I'm sure it's true. We have the best enemies money can buy, Dr. Scott Bradley wisely points out. Um, Anyway, bottom line, serious, serious concerns. I believe we're in literally a hot war with the communist nation of China. Uh, Look, when you start putting surveillance balloons, hostile military-tied balloons over our airspace, that is an act of war. 
when we're being warned not even to use TikTok because the communist Chinese will use that data against us, that is war. I'm not calling for war, folks. I'm documenting that we're pretending we're not in one as we pretend they're our most favored nation trading status. As we bleed money to the communist Chinese by the billions every single month, the fact is they're building their military with our money. And they've been doing it for decades. And now the, what do you want to say? It's going to come home to roost? Is that how you say it? All right. Anyway, enough of that. But, man, I'm warning. We have got to change our views on China. A week from yesterday, Friday, we're going to have an expert on, an incredible expert who's written books about this, who's lived in China, who believes that our whole approach is completely off base. Boy, howdy, is he right? We'll dig into the details with him next Friday. Be ready for that. We also talked about the Idaho House of Representatives passed a memorial on Wednesday calling for talks between the great states of Idaho and Oregon about making rural counties in Oregon part of Idaho. It would expand Idaho's borders. See, what happens is these Oregon counties are saying, we don't want to be represented by Portland and all these whacked out coast liberals. We want a conservative leadership. So they want to join or uh, they want to join Idaho and they want to get Republican conservative leadership. Yeah, 11 counties in southern and eastern Oregon have voted to join Idaho as part of the, quote, greater Idaho movement. Anyway, I think it's great news, um, except for I think there's things we could do that would be less than that, that would be better, easier to pass. Why don't we just demand more congressmen and senators per the law, the supreme law? Right now we're way, 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 way underrepresented. We talked about pro-life groups are called terrorists by the United Nations. And a United Nations committee, shame on all them for that. We, um, let's see, what else did we talk about yesterday? Oh, we talked about America's border crisis is not organic behind the nearly 4.9 million uh, illegal immigrants who entered the United States since President Joe took office. They're basically criminal cartels orchestrated. Yeah, they're from the United Nations and financed from the U.S. government. And while taxpayers are being told that local law enforcement and national folks are working to resolve the crisis at the border, they're lying. In reality, the United States government is in bed with the cartels, and they're being used to funnel migrants to networks of non-governmental organizations who then traffic them for resettlement throughout the United States. It is absolute criminal. We should be arresting criminal government officials over this who swore an oath to the supreme law of the land, and now they're betraying that oath. Why? Because they're violating the very oath they promised. There's no authority to fund, partner with drug cartels, and bring people into the United States, distributing them all over the country, making every single county a border county. There's no authority for that. In fact, that's against the law. Not backing or for the law, right? But that's what these criminal enterprises aim to do. But see, they're all in bed now with a huge, I don't know what you want to call it, extreme whacked out liberal apparatus that's designed to deceive you. Yeah, it's media in bed with government, in bed with drug cartels, in bed with all these groups. Call it sinister, call it what you will. But that's a recap of yesterday's show. And the reason I lead into today's show like that is because, man, I got a whole bunch of stories to cover. Um, it's all one big article, though. 
Arizona-based sheriff's group promotes members with ties to white nationalism. That's what the headline says. Arizona-based sheriff group promotes members with ties to what to white nationalism. And then they say Sam Bushman was promoted to CEO of the Arizona-based Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA. Wow. Now, this article was posted on Friday, February the 16th, by this thug, Isaac Stone Simonelli. Now, I don't know what dude has a, uh, you know, two last names, but there he is, Isaac Stone Simonelli. He works for a group called Arizona Center for Investigative Reporting. These are some of the people that don't have a lot of media creds, but what they do is they do a lot of research behind the scenes, and then they feed that information um, to other news organizations that then pick up on the story. So Isaac and crew have largely avoided scrutiny themselves, while they claim I've avoided scrutiny. It is absolutely shocking uh, what they say here. All right. Now, here's the interesting thing about this article. It's just full of absolute lies. Okay. In my opinion, it's libel. It's slander like you've never seen before. I mean, I don't know that I could be attacked so hard with such lies. So let me tell you what I've got. I've got the story that he released. Previous stories are very similar in nature against me and against the CSPOA, against frontline doctors, against Richard Mack, against James Edwards, the political cesspool.org, against all of us. All right, but here's the deal. He lies because not only do I have the story that he released publicly, but I have the behind the scenes email discussions proving he's an absolute dishonest liar straight from the pit of hell. All right? He lies and he got caught, okay? Now, you don't believe me, you ask him to release the emails. If you won't, then I will, all right? But here's the deal. He, they say this in his article. The Arizona-based Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, a group described as anti-democratic by investigative extremist researchers. Wow. So we're going to look at investigative researchers, but we don't even say who. We don't define their credentials. Oh, and we even refer to people who have uh, credentials that have been absolutely destroyed and debunked. But we'll get there in a second. They say this group, the CSPOA, is elevating some of its, quote, most controversial members, including those with direct ties to other anti-government and white nationalism movements. Wow, how are we involved with other anti-government movements. Listen carefully, ladies and gentlemen. Sheriff Richard Mack worked for government for 20 years in law enforcement and a sheriff. That's not anti-government, folks. He furthermore, when was assaulted by the federal government as a sheriff. Hey, can you skip the break for me? As a sheriff, he used the courts, the proper redress of grievance channel to win and beat Bill Clinton. Is that anti-government to you? What about Sam Bushman, who's on the radio every day for more than 26 years and literally says, hey, think outside the bun. I mean the gun. See, Taco Bell used think outside the, the bun. Talking about, hey, do burritos, do, do you know, 
tortillas, think outside the bun. That was their fun slogan. I turned it into think outside the bun, think outside the gun in my speeches, saying, look, we don't need revolution. We don't need a war. We can avoid war. We can peacefully resolve our problems. Think outside the gun is my speeches, right? Then I furthermore, on every show, say we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Then I teach the principles of liberty, the principles of the founding fathers, the supreme law of the land. How am I anti-government? Wow. But then they say they, they move us into formal leadership positions. The CSPOA promoted longtime staffer and self-described constitutional scholar. Now, I find that interesting as well, because am I a self-described constitutional scholar? I told him I was a constitutional scholar. That's true. But if I've given speeches to probably 500-plus sheriffs in my life and all over the country regarding the Constitution, the supreme law of our land, and if I teach on the radio about the checks and balances and the divisions of power and the dual sovereignties and the proper role of government, the proper role of law enforcement, our responsibilities and duties as citizens in relation thereto. Am I really a self-described scholar? See, the reason he uses self-described is because it makes it sound like I'm not really a scholar, but I just think I am. All right, we'll get to more in a second. But then they say they promoted Sam Bushman, this self-described scholar of the Constitution, white supremacist, etc., to CEO. Also adding members of its more radical arm to a newly created advisory board. Cementing both their positions and perspectives into efforts to expand its ideology and influence across the United States. The group will maintain its focus on recruiting and training law enforcement, but also plans to increase online resources to better reach the general public, including local elected officials, as it builds on momentum that it gained during the pandemic. It is basically a hate group, as far as I'm concerned. And why would law enforcement ever want to consider themselves part of it? Asked Pima County, Arizona Sheriff, Chris Natos, or Nanos, however you say it, Nanos, I guess is how you say it. Wow, thanks, Chris. I appreciate it, buddy. Why would you ever want to be part of backing the supreme law of the land? Uh, because you swore an oath to it is the first reason, sir. Uh, secondly, why would you want to be part of it? Because you're obviously constitutionally ignorant. That's an opinion to which I'm entitled, Sheriff. But shame on you anyway. You don't know anything about me. You've never met me. You've never taken... Um, time to listen to my radio programs or shake my hand or learn about my teachings whatsoever sheriff shame on you for calling me a hate group you and the discredited which we'll get to southern poverty law center have lost all credibility sir shame on you for your dereliction of duty he's a democrat by the way and an outspoken critic of the quote far right sheriff movement what's so far right about the founding fathers what's so far right about wanting to carry out the Founding Fathers' view. Nothing. But see, that's the way they wordsmith, the way they generate scare words and lie and deceive and literally betray you because they're not telling you the truth. They say that includes, of course, the CSPOA. Of course it does. We have a lot of sheriffs in this state that, quote, need to rethink 
their positions, I think. The so-called Constitutional Sheriff's Organization, which is consistently pushed back on allegations of having racist ties, is best known for its constitutional, oh, I'm sorry, controversial legal theories about a sheriff's power. I believe we have constitutional views on the sheriff's power. They want you to believe they're controversial. They believe that we can override the authority of state and federal government. I don't believe we can always override authority of state and federal government. I think that there's jurisdictional boundaries. And I think there's delegated responsibilities. And I think when the federal government, based on the Ninth and Tenth Amendment, has no authority to force the states or the general or the states or the counties to do anything. And when Bill Clinton tried to do so, and Richard Mack believed that that was wrong, and Richard Mack won at the Supreme Court, it should be settled law. They say that sheriffs, we believe sheriffs have a duty to notify, to nullify laws they interpret as unconstitutional. You're absolutely right. We do believe that. And if you don't believe me, so does the Supreme Court. Remember, Bill Clinton said, you're going to do the Brady Bill, Sheriff Mack. Mack said, no, I won't. They went all the way to the Supreme Court. Who won? Isaac, you thug from the pit of hell that wants to lie and pretend that our views are somehow extreme, hate-filled, dishonest, questionable. No, no, no. Sheriff Mack won at the Supreme Court. And Bill Clinton lost. Is that just Richard Mack's opinion now? Are you suggesting? Or is it a court case decision? They say the group, that's the CSPOA, experienced a, quote, resurge of interest in recent years. I wonder why. Because the government's so guilty of overreach, so abusive of their power and authority, so out of their lane, delegated by the supreme law of our land, that they're out of control. Now, they say after thrusting itself into the anti-vaccination and election denial movements, see those dishonest (laughs) views? Ultimately presenting the sheriff as a solution. That's right. The sheriff is a solution. Richard Mack pretended the American or protected the American people from gun control from Bill Clinton. And that protection lasted 25 plus years. Now we better stand up again and stop these clowns or they're going to violate your God given ordained right to self-defense. They say it encouraged sheriffs. So that's us. We, the CSPOA Sam Bushman encouraged sheriffs to refuse to enforce COVID-19 mask mandates. You're darn right we did. Because you know what? A mandate's not the rule of law. It's called pretend legislation. Go look it up in the Declaration of Independence, you constitutional scholars. Get it done and come back and report, shall you? Because you know what? The president doesn't have authority to mandate. The governors don't have authority to mandate. You want to know why? They're in the wrong branch of government, ladies and gentlemen. They're executive, not what lawmaking yeah they're executive they're not legislative you got it go read your constitution and you see if i know what i'm talking about well the battle was on bill thought he had authority mac said no you don't who won this is not child's play this is not bugs bunny cartoon this is we went to the supreme court and bill was wrong and richard was right Do you read me, you constitutional scholars that think you know what you're talking about? How come Mac won? 
How come the seven sheriffs that eventually came along with Mac won and Bill Clinton lost? Is that because we're just in confused legal theory that we have no business talking about it? Or is that because he won? We then, they say, rallied public sheriffs to investigate debunked claims of widespread voter fraud. Oh, yeah? If they're deep, widespread claims without any fact of voter fraud, why why are no judges willing to look at it in the country? Why do they all dismiss on um, lack of standing or something else that doesn't in any way relate to the real case? Why don't they look at the evidence? Furthermore, why did Eugene Yu get arrested when we, the people, the CSPOA, true the vote, claimed he was guilty of storing data on communist Chinese servers? Why was he arrested and extradited to L.A.? Is it because we're just psychotic up in the night crazy? Right-wing extremist? No, it's because there's evidence. Why didn't they prosecute? Same reason they're shutting down every other case in the country almost. But we're gaining on them, ladies and gentlemen. We're gaining on them, and we have more and more and more proof that will be coming out. Mark my words. Shame on these criminal thugs. Everything that they say we are ignorant about or that's conspiracy theory, later they have to admit we were right. So let's take on the vaccine discussion, shall we? I'm going to have a group on Monday on the radio with me that's going to release to you the details of a study that embalming uh, or embalmers, is that what you call them? Uh, Anyway, they say the blood looks very strange on people that have been vaccinated and died. So there's enough vaccinated dead people now from the COVID vaccine where these people, these embalmers, have actually noticed strange things about their blood. And now the FC, or the, the, Wow. The um, FDA and these other groups are now admitting that the vaccines aren't as safe as they, in fact, Bill Gates has now even debunked the vaccines. They don't work. They're not vaccines. They're mRNA shots. And we're saying, you know what? You can't force people to wear masks by mandate. Sheriff, stop this clown that thinks he has authority when he doesn't. Sure glad Bill, or sure glad that, uh, Richard Mack did that when it was the Bill Clinton days, and I hope they do it again. They say Bushman, who was CSPOA's National Operations Director prior to his promotion, has so far avoided and escaped public scrutiny. Another lie straight from the pit of hell. I've, <laughs> I've avoided public scrutiny? Wow. I was live at the Republican National Convention, probably the tiniest at least by funding talk show, in the whole organization. Alex Jones couldn't get in. I was there live with legitimate credentials, sitting across from CNN. CNN literally brought me water while broadcasting live. I literally sat in the CNN booth uh, as if I was a CNN reporter and have a photo of that. Um, I literally ran around that organization and interviewed everyone I could. I sat in the hall where Donald Trump got nominated or whatever you want to say or uh, confirmed as the nominee, and I'm avoiding scrutiny? Then CNN attacks us relentlessly. They say that I host the online talk show, Liberty Roundtable, a Utah-based radio program that regularly espouses anti-gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer content. I don't know what you mean by anti. I just believe that it's against God's law. And therefore, I'm against the lifestyle and behavior. 
Now, I don't hate on the gay and lesbians. I don't hate them in any way. And I've never given any indication that I hate them. In fact, I'm the one that teaches that we're all God's children and we should behave like it. And even though I disagree with their views, I have every right to disagree and express my views about God. But that doesn't mean I'm, I'm anti this or that. See, they lie to you. I'm the one that says be kind to them. Even We can be kind to them without having to embrace their lifestyle. They won't let that stand. Somehow I'm in a hate group. They say I also syndicate the white nationalist show, The Political Cesspool. Well, let's let James defend himself, shall we? We'll do it in seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. The White House pledges federal resources to East Palestine, Ohio, for as long as it takes following a toxic train derailment. Federal resources from the EPA, CDC, and other agencies have been deployed to the town to help with water and air quality testing. Governor Mike DeWine says there are no signs of contaminants. We continue to monitor the air. The air is good. Uh, We've gone into uh, hundreds and hundreds of people's houses to, to test that air. It's good. Resident Eric Whiting tells Fox News he doesn't trust the water supply and is drinking bottled water for the time being. They're still doing tests, so there's no final results yet, so I'd rather rather err on the side of caution. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said the Department of Transportation is working to get to the bottom of what caused the February 3rd wreck and promised to hold the train's operator accountable. Some residents say they've developed rashes, sore throats, headaches, and nausea after being allowed back home. A house fire takes a turn for the worse when a roof falls on New York City firefighters. 20 firefighters are hurt three critically after a fire erupted between two duplex homes in Staten Island. The owner of the home said things got out of control pretty quickly. I went downstairs and saw just our screen room was filling up with smoke and I saw some fire starting in the back corner. So I just ran upstairs, I turned off all the breakers, grabbed the dog and got out of there. FDNY Commissioner Laura Cavanaugh said the three were pulled out quickly and rushed to the hospital. Fire officials said strong winds contributed to the heavy fire and efforts to extinguish the blaze. I'm Dave Collins. Just a week after a hospital stay, Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman is at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center being treated for clinical depression. A senior aide says the senator voluntarily checked himself in this week after experiencing severe depression over the past few weeks, something he's experienced off and on throughout his life. This is USA News. Attention, small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Credit. Call Omega Accounting Solutions to see if your business is eligible to recover payroll tax pay during the pandemic. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute consultation to determine your qualifications. Call Omega Accounting Solutions at 800-309-ERC. Omega's knowledgeable staff will streamline the process of filing complicated paperwork. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. Take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit before it's too late. The three-year sunset deadline is setting soon. So find out if you qualify today. Call 800-309-ERC. That's 800-309-ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com. 
promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Back with you live. We're talking about this article from this clown. The guy's name is Isaac Go Whatever. Nut job is what I call the guy. Arizona based sheriff's group promotes members with ties to white nationalism. Sam Bushman's promoted to CEO. They're literally attacking me to try to get at Mac and to get him to back down and wimp out or to try to get at all the board members and have them go, oh, my gosh, I can't be with Sam Bushman, this white supremacist, because I happen to be friends with James Edwards. So I've got guilt by association. But, see, they lied and said James Edwards was a leader and a member of the KKK. The court proved it was false, but they were allowed to lie anyway. Welcome, James Edwards. Well, thank you, Sam. You're such a stand-up guy, and I appreciate uh, you asking me. I would have never solicited this interview but uh, uh, for this topic, but it's it's happened so many times before. It's old hands, and when you called and asked me on today, uh, it was it was almost expected. But I really appreciate it, and I've read the article, and I'm ready to uh, let loose on it. Yeah, James is so polite. He's like, Sam, I don't know that you want to you know bring me on and add fuel to this fire. Look, folks, if you are white, you are a racist. Don't you understand critical race theory? Okay, and if you're white and you do anything to protect the country, anything to promote the proper role of law enforcement, the proper role of government, constitutional uh, expectations, you are the enemy and you are a white supremacist. Okay, that's, that's all there is to it. So anytime they can find any friendships where somebody may defend the white race, protect the white race, stand for and advance the white race, I don't know why you wouldn't do that if you're white, by the way. Uh, every other race does it. But nevertheless, they want to use that as the lightning rod. We need to fire back 10 times harder, James. We don't need to run. We don't need to apologize. We don't need to cuck. We need to tell them how it really is. <laughs> right? Well, you know, that's been the motto of my program uh, now uh Fast approaching its 20th year on the air, more than half of that spent here with you at Liberty News Radio Network. So if anybody knows me and my family and my heart, it's you. Uh, but I'm glad you mentioned critical race theory. I mean, people ask, well, what is that? I mean, what does that mean? Well, it's pretty uh, simple. Critical theory uh, is born from a Marxist communist ideology. And basically the theory is to criticize relentlessly uh, your enemies. And there was a time when the communists didn't have the upper hand in this country that they railed against someone like Senator McCarthy, who they said were using links and ties to uh, corral everyone into this communist plot. And they, you know, the thing was, there was some smoke to that fire. With this one, I'm not sure there's quite as much. But what's interesting is that the communists who are now in control of our media, people with that mindset, have taken what they said they hated about McCarthy and turned it into an unimaginable exaggeration. Everything they ever claimed he did, they have done a hundred times over. And so this links and ties uh, with white nationalism. Uh, they want to cast aspersions and, and scare folks by using these scare words. And that's all that they are. Scare words in an attempt to discredit people uh, whom, whom they oppose. And... You have seen it so many times now. I, I think that, that, that it used to have a little more potency, but they've used it so much that it's lost a little bit of its sting. People have become numb to it, especially since the age of Donald Trump. Every single day, Trump was smeared as being a racist, a Nazi, a white supremacist. Even now, Ron DeSantis, who uh, is, I guess, you know, the second 
in line to become the Republican nominee. Now you're starting to see more and more articles about him being a racist and a white supremacist and even a fascist, I heard him called, uh, just this week. I wrote a book about all of this, as you know, Sam, back in 2010. I saw all of this coming a long, long time ago uh, before everybody knew that basically when the media calls you a white nationalist or a racist. It's just a synonym. They're just saying that you're white. You're a white guy. That's what racist means. I wrote a book about that in 2010. And they're, also, they're also saying, James, that they're out of real arguments and they're afraid to go hand-to-hand and debate it publicly because they'll lose every time. So they want to use these smears, these tactics, these dishonest Hegelian dialectic manipulations to box you into a corner and then have you just defend yourself on the false premise they know isn't even true in the first place. Well, that, that's the premise of my book, uh, Racism, Schmacism, how liberals use the R word. They want it to be, and for a long, long time it was, and still is to an extent, although I think people are really catching on now. They want to make you radioactive by libeling and slandering you with these terms because they want you... Sp- they either want people to distance themselves from you or they want you spinning your wheels trying to explain what you are and what you are not to the point where you lose focus on what the mission is. And now, basically, as I said, uh, racist is just another word for white person. Every white person is a racist. They even say that uh, whether you espouse any political ideology or not, if you're white, you're born a racist and you inherited this blood libel and so on and so forth. Now, uh, that's that's the background. This article specifically, though, that just came out a couple of days ago. Uh, It's really, to me, it was unremarkable over the course of my career and yours. uh, I have been featured in literally hundreds of articles like this. And James Edwards is a white nationalist. James Edwards is a white supremacist. This expert says uh, this, so uh, therefore, obviously, it's true. You mentioned earlier my libel suit. It's gotten so out of hand and out of control uh, with the controlled lying press that in 2016, yes, uh, a reporter for the Detroit News, which is the daily newspaper that services the city of Detroit, Michigan, actually went so far as to say that I was the leader of the Ku Klux Klan, or a leader of the Ku Klux Klan. And, of course, that actually rises to the tech, to meet the textbook definition of what constitutes libel. They can call you a racist, a white supremacist. That's freedom of speech. That's opinion. That's rhetorical. Yeah, and Donald promised to get to the bottom of those libel slander laws and do something about it, how unfair it was. But when James Case came up to me, oh, Donald was strangely silent. And as president, <laughs> he did nothing. Shame on you, Don. I'm going to talk about. By the way, Trump I have a new name a for Donald Trump. Do you know what it is? No, what is it? Meathead. <laughs> well, that's because what he's he, calling uh, the Sanders, no, isn't it? No, or he's calling no. him Meatball. Yeah, he's calling him Meatball. And the reason I'm calling him Meathead is because you know what? Donald wants the president's chair, but Archie Bunker, all in the family, used to say, "Get out of my chair, Meathead." And so, you know, Donald, you lost in 2020. Uh, and the reason I'm mad at you about that loss is because you called election fraud correctly. But now you've wimped out and you're calling for the same election fraud tactics that got you kicked out in the first place, buddy. Shame on you, meathead. you got to start to do something right for a change. And you can't just waffle all the time. It isn't about you getting elected. It's about the supreme law of the land in the country. So, meathead, stop it and get out of my chair. There you go. <laughs> well, you I certainly would nicknames. Let's just do it. I wouldn't have minded the assist because if there's one thing you don't want to be known as is the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. That's not good for your uh, uh, the safety of your whole family. So we did uh, we we saw that legally that rose to meet the threshold of what constitutes libel. We thought we had a good case, and uh, I took the case not to prove a point or to try to take a pound of flesh from people who with whom I disagree, but because I thought that I was literally damaged, and I was. 
Uh, and so we took that to case, and anyway, that went to court, and that that uh, actually changed uh, court uh, case precedent in the state of Michigan. Uh, that lawsuit did, but um, so yes, they really will do quick, this. Though, I'm being damaged by it right now. Well, there you go. By this so I mean, it's stuff out like Isaac this. Reporter, because it's all flat out lies. Whether they call you, they they the point is they use all of these. These these terms, these pejoratives, racist, white nationalist, white supremacist, even Ku Klux Klan leader <laughs> uh, in an attempt to discredit you and to make people uh, not want to do business with you. Um, you know, interestingly, though, uh, as much as they claim to be the proponents of diversity, these people, uh, there is certainly no diversity of opinion in the media. When's the last time you read an article uh, saying something positive about Sam Bushman or James Edwards? And that's the thing I, I almost laughed out loud when I read in this article that uh, you, that you, Sam Bushman, had uh, thus far not faced any scrutiny. Uh, again, it just goes to show how informed this article is. As I said, it's it's unremarkable in so much as it's the normal point and sputter that you get from the mouthpieces of the regime, which is what I call uh, these hack reporters. Uh, and it is unremarkable in that way. But to say that you're uh, unscrutinized is just n- not a fact. I mean, I-, I will just go back to the Trump campaign, the Trump campaign of 2016 alone. Sam, as you know, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, appeared for an interview on this network. Uh, I-, I was uh, on a participant Super in Tuesday, that Isaac. Write it down, buddy. Y- yeah, but if you go back to that, the uh, you and I. How and do I avoid scrutiny when Donald Trump Jr. is on my program on Super Tuesday? Well, it wasn't just, just that. Isaac. I mean, it wasn't just that. I mean, a lot of radio hosts have interviewed Donald Trump Jr. A lot of media personalities have interviewed members of the Trump family. I don't know if there's any talk radio host that received as much public scrutiny as you did and as I did and as this network did and as our programs did in 2016. I mean, literally from the week after Super Tuesday when Donald Trump Jr. appeared, all the way through the election, that was a talking point. That was a talking point by Hillary Clinton. Uh, the Donald Trump campaign had to come out a couple of times and issue statements on it. I think it was covered by everyone. And, and more than once, the New York Times, the Washington Post, multiple television networks. I mean, so I, that's just, and, and by the way, but folks, I, that's just one incident. But I had a parade of Donald Trump's surrogates on with me, too. How is that avoiding scrutiny? See that, but I'm just saying. I mean, if if you're talking about scrutiny in terms of you haven't been attacked, I don't know of anybody that's been attacked more, quite frankly. And that was just one incident. That was just one incident. That was just an incident stemming from interview, an interview, uh, in 2016. And they they spent. Uh, I think I did at least three. I think there was one day there was three articles about it in the Washington Post alone. So anyway, uh, but I, I I digress. It just goes to show that even the facts of this, there's opinions, and then there's facts, and even the facts are wrong here. But uh, and then they quote this expert. Now, who is this expert from the Southern Poverty Law Center? I don't know her. She's never talked to me. How is she an expert on who I am and what I believe? We've never met. Uh, and the one thing she they say that I'm a white nationalist. This is the white nationalist talk radio program. I have publicly pushed back on the term white nationalist. I don't like to use it because it's saying it seems a little militant, like some sort of um, a militia type thing. Not that there's anything wrong with a militia, a railroad regulated militia and so on and so forth. But I, I personally don't use the term uh, because the media uses it interchangeably with white supremacist. And that's just such a smear and such a slur that I, I, I don't I don't use that. I am 
absolutely and unequivocally and unapologetically pro-white. I, I am proud of the way God made me. I stand up and defend and protect the honor of my family and my people, and I am proud of the accomplishments that, that our people have bestowed upon all of humanity that all peoples can enjoy. I'm not ashamed of being white. I don't buy into this narrative that the only thing whites have done is enslaved and colonized and raped and plundered. I, I don't buy into that. And if you don't buy into that, they will call you a white nationalist and a white supremacist. So, yes, I have views that I think are very much in line with that of our founding fathers and more contemporary people like Pat Buchanan, who I got my start with. But I, I certainly don't think they're anything to be ashamed of. And because of that, you can call me what you will. You can call me the man on the moon. You can call me anything but late for dinner. But I'm not going to back down or apologize if I believe that I'm right. So who is this expert uh, who is informing this article? See, this article got its headline of based upon uh, the... Uh, Apparent uh, claim that this expert with the Southern Poverty Law Center says we're this, that, and the other. Now, here is something that I think should be brought up. Just last week, Sam, did you know this? Did you know that just last week, no less than 20, how many states are in the union? 50. 20 of the state attorney generals co-signed a letter that they sent to Merrick Garland, the U.S. Attorney General, and Christopher Wray, the FBI Director. Twenty state AGs signed this letter that was sent to Garland and Wray uh, that states that the Southern Poverty Law Center is an utterly discredited and unreliable source. I can remember when I first went on the air, if you had 20 conservative blogs that had the guts to go after what is truly, in my opinion, a hate group. They're very well funded. They've got hundreds of millions in the bank. Um, I'm not saying they're not a threat. They, they do and have caused damage to a lot of people. Uh, but they have, they were then and they still are today, discredited and unreliable. They are a very radical left-wing organization. And it is very encouraging to me, Sam, to see that, hey, we're being backed up by the big battalions now on this. I'm not saying that all of these attorney generals, and that's another thing that they play. If, if, if you've talked to me, if you've appeared on my program, if I'm friends with you, then therefore you must agree with everything I've ever said and done in my 42 years of life. And, of course, that, that standard is not applied to anyone else. You can have conversations and agree on some points and disagree on other points without having to break polite company but in any event 20 state attorney generals now they might not agree with me on some things that's fine but we agree on this and those states by the way if you're interested in knowing that sent this letter public letter co-signed to uh the fbi and the uh the uh, uh department of justice uh, that's uh, those are your state ags from alabama arkansas alaska georgia idaho indiana iowa kansas kentucky louisiana missouri montana nebraska ohio south carolina tennessee texas utah uh, so we're both represented there sam virginia and west virginia now i could go on and tell you that the founder of the sblc morris Dees, was forced to resign in disgrace from his own organization uh there had been alleged now by the way misconduct. let me just be clear about this I discussed this whole reality with Isaac. And they're still using on a phone this call. organization. And he as knows the expert. this is bogus. He knows the Southern Poverty Law Center has been discredited. He doesn't care. He's going to use it anyway because they have billions of dollars in offshore bank accounts and they can go ahead and attack us and run us out of money. 
We've got a secret trick up our sleeves, though, to where they won't win. But nevertheless, this is his dishonest attempt. He knows that 20 state attorney generals say that the SPLC has been completely and utterly discredited. Okay, they know that. I even told him a story about how we forced the Southern Poverty Law Center to retract. Yeah, they went to one of our events, snuck in. Then they came out saying we were espousing violence. We literally showed videos of the presentation and said there's no promotion of violence in those. You are liars straight from the pit of hell, and we will sue you if you don't stop. And they retracted, James. They retracted to Sam Bushman and uh, Richard Mack. And then in part of their retraction, I said, you guys need to let me speak to your whole organization and teach who we really are. And they chickened out. See, I'm a constitutional scholar. Um, self said so that I'm the, but let me teach your organization about the constitution and let's decide who is a constitutional scholar <laughs> See, and that, who is that, not. You know, it's interesting, Sam. It's interesting you brought that up. If you personally consider yourself to be a constitutional scholar, he put that in quotation marks as if, hey, you know, what a joke, constitutional scholar. Yeah, right. But when the expert from the organization that now almost half the state attorney generals have declared to be utterly discredited, discredited calls you a white nationalist or me a white nationalist, it's a fact. It, that There's no quotations in that. It didn't say this representative from the Southern Poverty Law Center called them a quote-unquote white nationalist. No, there's no quotations on that. It's listed as a fact. So here's the thing. 20 state AGs pushing back on uh, the credibility of these so-called experts. But not only that, that's almost half the country, right? The one thing that was accurate in this article, to my knowledge, is that uh, it was mentioned that of all of the sheriffs polled, the hundreds of sheriffs that we have in all of the counties across the country, I think it was, what, virtually one half? One half of all of the sheriffs, hundreds of sheriffs across the country, said that they aligned in, in, yeah, in some like ways. Yeah, that's like 1,500 sheriffs. See, sir. they aligned in some ways with the CSPOAs. So, uh, uh, a statement of principles or, or beliefs or platforms. So, half the AG said, this, this organization, isn't. you can't take them seriously. Why? And it was this expert opinion that sort of the article was all, you know entirely built around, right? I mean, because the headline reads ties with white nationalism it was informed by this expert all right so that's one thing and then uh but half the sheriffs are saying you know what i i agree with uh, sort of what's going on here with the cspoa and then they attack further beyond me and you sam michael but, but let's, Richard... let's talk for one second though i want to know what yeah. constitutes a constitutional scholar what do you have to do to be a scholar of say a doctor. Well, what do you have to do to be an expert to be able to cast right. uh, to, to be able to libel and slander okay. Sam Bush? If I James teach Edwards. on the radio two hours a day, three hours a day, every single week, week in, week out, and I teach the principles of the separations of powers, I bring on PhDs, I bring on constitutional attorneys, I bring on elected officials, I teach the Constitution, and I've done so for more than 25 years. I've got more than 20,000 hours on the radio now let me ask you a question what makes you a scholar in any world if you have that much work experience to point to it's equivalent or more to a, a a degree right i've been on the air for 25 plus years teaching these principles to millions of people around the world how does that not constitute a constitutional scholar i don't get it what would i have to do to become a greater scholar in this realm well, that's the thing, Sam. That's the question. Were the founding fathers constitutional scholars? 
<laughs> no, they only wrote it, but I I don't know if you could consider them to be. But but what again though? What constitutes this person who is who is casting aspersions on your work and on the work of this network and on our friendship and the friendship that we have with other good people? What qualifies that person to be an expert that uh, has the weight? that can carry the weight to to absolutely say that we are this or that. And Michael Perutka, let me say something. Uh, other than Sam Bushman, and I mean this seriously, I'm not putting the shine on Sam, other than Sam Bushman, I, I would I would say that a guy like Michael Perutka would be like the 1A, the 1B, you know, definitely top five of all the people I could think about in the country that I would yeah, and trust. And he is a constitutional me. attorney. Is he a constitutional scholar? And But they attack him because... Like I am, he is the son of Confederate veterans. And because he has not backed down from that, he has followed. Why would he back down from that? Hold on. Why would he back down from that? Why would he uh, be um, willing to, to jettison his historical roots? Why, well, why would he I mean, do I'm a not, thing look, like that? I, I, I'm not going to. I think that. That they were right. I think constitutionally they were right. I I, I obviously don't ag agree with it all. The, the South was motivated by hatred of people, and that's why they seceded. I mean, all of that's just that's that's new age bogus history. None of that was was taught or believed by anybody on either side of the war. Only on in the last you know couple three decades has that really started to take root. As, because if you separate a people from their history and from their culture and from their faith, they're more easy to control, and that's what they want to do. And they try to do that by attacking you for uh, uh, adhering to the biblical commandment to honor your father and your mother. Why would Michael Perutka offer up his parents on the altar of political correctness to try to, what, make articles like this go away? It's not worth it to me. Richard Mack, stand-up guy all the way through and through. And I will tell you, Michael Perutka, Richard Mack, Sam Bushman, what they represent, what they stand for, is what's right for all Americans, white, black, you name it. And by the way, where did I get that? That line, what's right for all Americans, that was the title of Zola Foster's book, who became a very good friend of mine, black woman who ran as Pat Buchanan's vice presidential nominee, became a very good friend of mine as I worked on that campaign all the way back in 2000. She's gone on to her eternal reward. She's been a guest on my program or was a guest when she was alive. We stayed in touch all the way through. But, you know, that's never going to get mentioned. And I don't even like to bring it up because it looks like, oh, I'm trying to tap dance around. No. I mean, that is a fact. Yeah, you've got but a it is also a fact. I'm pro-white. Yeah, well, well yeah, I, I, don't, I, I seriously don't like that. Like, well, you get attacked for being a... a pro-white and well oh my i'm married to a black woman and all of my best friends are black you know people do this stuff and it's not sincere but i i try to deal with facts here she was a great lady and a great woman and a friend of mine but i am pro-white i interview people that um, that other people might not want to associate with if you prove your worth and yourself to me i don't care what liars in the press say about you i am not going to like well, we have somebody who lies about science and promotes you know transgender absolute li lies about scientific fact x and xy if you will um they're okay why is somebody who murders their baby they're fine but you yeah. talk to somebody that's white and believes that hey i want to advocate for my own race and my own heritage and my own history that's taboo <laughs> that apparently there is nothing worse than being why can't uh, i interview anybody i'm a reporter i've been on the air for 26 years why can't i interview anybody on any topic that's interesting huh isn't that what yeah, constitutional right. scholars would do backing the first amendment i think so but
That's what I say. And like I said, they've claimed to be uh, in favor of diversity for in and for all things, except for, of course, the diversity of opinion. They don't want uh, competing ideas. There is no diversity of opinion throughout the media. Every media article that I have ever read about me or about Sam has read just like this one. I, I, mean, exa- I, I could almost write the next one already. I mean, they'll change a couple of uh, whatever the story is supposed to be about. This time it's CSPOA. They'll change a couple of details, and then the rest of it is just a copy and paste stuff that I have read about myself since 2004. Never made me back down before. It's not going to make me back down now. Uh, but you know, need to be thankful, folks, that you have leaders like Sam Bushman. A lot of people becoming a little more common now that they, they they really just see the transparency of all of these attacks and they're 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 not as afraid of it anymore still a lot of people would cut ranks you see people fired and dismissed every day if if one of these articles come out so they still do have some power but thankfully people like uh, sam are, are helping to neuter uh, that power to some extent we need leaders like that and I, I love you sam i love your family i love spending time with you love uh, when you come and visit and when we go on vacation together uh, there's no man i, I got one last question with. what race is isaac because he says that i'm a white supremacist the problem is i don't know what race he is james so i don't know if i should be kind or uh, mean to him yeah, and once I you look, tell me what race he is, then I can know how I should behave. You follow me? I, I'd have to look it up. I don't know. I I, I think I saw Whoa. a picture. He looked he looked white. I saw a picture. He looked white. I will say this: they may hate us. I don't even hate. I, I don't hate the people that do this to us. I hope that they can find God. I hope that they can find honesty. I hope that they live well and prosper. I don't want any anything untowards to happen to them. They they do what they do, and we do what we do. Now here's a question, though. I was nice to him at first until he got caught lying to me. He lied to me. Uh, when I was uh, discussing things with him, I was very nice. I spent like two hours with him uh, discussing everything on the phone. I was very nice. I explained our views and everything. And he told me he didn't have an article coming out, that he didn't know of any articles that were forthcoming, but he was just gathering information. And, and I talked to him. And I was very, Literally two days later, an article came out. He flat out lied. Then he tried to bait and switch and do it again. And I caught him at it. I'm going to prove to you uh, if I'm a constitutional scholar or not. And I'm going to do it in seconds. I'm also going to prove to you how credible the Southern Poverty Law Center is. Remember the speech I gave to a couple of hundred plus sheriffs educating them on the Constitution? We're going to come back next hour and play that. Uh, And then we're going to go ahead and just drill into this a little bit more. James has to fly. Thank you so much, sir. We love you, brother. Thank you, Sam. Talk soon. Godspeed. And if you think I'm going to back awake as Isaac attacks me and James, you got another thing coming, people. It's all about God, family, and country, and they know it. God save the republic. <laughs>